0: Whatever it is. Yes, your dog. We we love that, too. Oh, my God. The pups. Yep. And the kitties. (laughs) Yes, all the animals. Speaking of Valentine's, we're kind of going with the theme today with uh, today's episode. Valentine's. Valentine's, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Works out. (laughs) We went traditional 90s slasher classic. Of course, we had to. Um, Sometimes the throwbacks are just fun to go back and watch because you're like, oh, my God. The cheesiness of it.
0: This was another one that Lo introduced me to because she introduces me to a lot. After this, we're watching Freeway, and I haven't seen that either, so she really is just, like, making me more cultured, and I appreciate that, so thank you.
1: (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. In case you didn't get the name of it, check out for later episodes. Right. (laughs) Hints are be thrown around. Yes. (laughs) Being thrown around. So we just got back from the lion's den in Waterford on Highland, and- the best pizza.
0: I love it. Oh my gosh, so good. That was my first time there. You're introducing me again to another thing. Um, very full, but worth it. <laughs> in her defense,
1: you're from a comb, so it's kind of hard to hit the lines then. Yeah, Not yeah. Not that close. Mm-mm, never heard of it before, so you definitely introduced it to me. Um, they have Alibi's Pizza, which there is one in Troy, which is closer to you. Okay. Um, I'll
0: a- have to get my fam on that, because... A-
1: We've never gotten that. A client gave me pizza there one time, um, from cleaning his house, and it was just leftovers on a plate. Me and another girl like looked everywhere for the box <laughs> to see where it's gonna come from, and we couldn't find it because it was just that good. And then I took his garbage out, and I opened up the big garbage outside, oh, and there lay there the you box. Go. I even texted the boss. I'm like, dude. This pizza he gave me is so amazing. He's like, I know. He brought it to the office, and it was, like, the best. He's oh like, but my God. I can't remember where it came from. I'm like, thanks for the help, bro. And we're going to find it, and it was Alibi's Pizza, and I was so stoked when I found out there was one, two minutes from my
0: house. Perfect. Yes. It's so good. And he's so nice, too, by the uh, way, that client. Because amazing. he ran out and... In- gave me a slice one time i was there too and like literally ran to my car as i was leaving to give me pizza and i was like oh my gosh you did not
1: have to do that every time we we're there he tries to feed us like mm-hmm. oh i made cookies or i made meatloaf or there's leftover help yourself eat please you need to eat yeah. i'm like no no i really don't I know. but i will same i'm like um i mean if you insist
0: but i really don't need to
1: <laughs> um on another note my husband has been home for 47 days straight and he's back to work today i miss him and i love him it was a great 42 days together (laughs) i can say things because he doesn't listen to the show
0: watch he listens to this one episode (laughs) right then he'll listen to all the other ones just to see what else you say
1: No, between his vacation time and then i was sick and then he was sick and the you know the exposures, the covids, the times out, blah, blah blah. So he had a nice little yeah vacation for himself. Um, but he went back today, and uh, he'll be missed.
0: But yes, <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy having a Saturday to myself tomorrow. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Any big plans you have? Like anything on the roster you wanna? watch or get done. Um, I'm gonna do a little bit of organizing. You can see I started in here now.
1: Her Starting bookshelf like, she
0: made lots of progress uh, on. I'm purging some stuff. Yes.
1: And then I feel like there's gonna be a lot of laying on the couch with my
0: dog watching ID channel. Best day. Probably folding some clothes but I will be sitting. Yeah. Best kind of day. I approve. I uh I approve that day. Especially you Lo only gets one day off you guys, so she needs to she needs to <laughs> chill because it's crazy. Yes
1: speaking of binging shows i just binged both seasons of outer banks and approval it's a it's woo-hoo, two thumbs up my okay. daughter brought it to my attention and i from the preview i'm like i don't know and i was always watching something else and then my sister's like oh my god it's so good and her and my sister would joke and talk about you know jj and i'm like i don't know no jj and then i finally i finished um The girl in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yes. Which is also amazing. Mm hmm But I needed another show, so my daughter's like, try this one, try this one. So we watched some of it together. I did some on my own, and then she finished it off again with me. And it was good. It was way better than I thought. Um, It was kind of teen mom drama. Not really moms in the show, but, like, moms like it. Gotcha. Kind of like, you know, I don't know. It was a very good twist and turn. Okay, I'm excited for season three. Hmm.
0: I've heard good things, and yeah, your daughter has been suggesting it to me, so I definitely need to get on that. Um, And yeah, I finished the Kristen Bell one too. I'm not even woman on the house in the window on the boat. You know, on everything, (laughs) I can never
1: say the title. It's alright, I listened to Dax talk to Kristen about it, and he struggles. He can't
0: so. say the title either. And he's married, or. <laughs> but it was good, I liked it. I feel like you had to get it to get it, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like some people didn't get it, and. And if you need
1: confirmation on it, you can listen to Dax armchair. KB's on there, and she talks about. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff is explained, and it was. I was like, okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, that was a good episode.
0: Anytime KB is on um, Armchair, I feel like it's it's a great episode.
1: By the way, hi, best friend, Dax Shepard.
0: Hi, Dax. Hi, Monica. Hey, KB. <laughs> All the gang. <laughs> so, what are we drinking today, Crystal, while we talk? Today, we are drinking Jingle Mingle Rose. And I love that name. Um, it was in like a Christmas rose package type deal. So that's why, you know, it's jingle mingle, (laughs) super random. But yeah, it's like a, it's a rosé. It's kind of more of a, uh, not bitter, but like more dry rosé on the scale of rosés, I would say. Yeah, and I'm feeling like
1: a douche canoe because (laughs) she bought me this five pack for Christmas and it was so sweet. And I was excited to drink them with her. And then I cracked one open the other day and I'm like,
0: huh, not a hundred percent my thing. Too dry. It was too dry for low, and I was so bummed because I thought they were all gonna be sweet because they were like all the pink rosés, and I don't know if they're. I thought it was like a variety, so hopefully the other ones are s- different.
1: If not, I'm just a jerk friend who. Oh my god, unappreciative.
0: No, no like- oh my god. Let, I'm glad that you told me instead of just like drinking and going like in pain. No, so. I appreciate it, and I was not offended. It is definitely more on the dry side. You ready to dive in? Let's dive into Valentine. Let's get into it, yes. So Valentine is a 2001 slasher film. It was directed by Jamie Blanks, and it starred. Denise Richards, David Borean, I can never Naz. never can say it. Do you know how to say it? David Bornanza? Bornanz? We butchered it. We're sorry. Yeah, uh, he's from Angel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and Buffy. Yes, they're perfect reference. Honestly, <laughs> Marley Shelton, Jessica Capshaw, and the famous Katherine Heigl now during the original casting process Tara Reed, who um she previously appeared in Jamie Blank's other film Urban Legend uh played Dorothy Wheeler uh who now played by Jessica Capshaw and Jennifer Love Hewitt played Paige Prescott who ended up obviously being Denise Richards so um kind of interesting I feel like Denise Richards fit that role more than Jennifer Love Hewitt would have for me. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt, don't get me wrong, she's cute and she's got a sexy vibe to her. But Denise Richards really has the more, like... Like, attitude, competence. Like, the real sexy, sultry, like... Yeah. To where I think Jennifer Love Hewitt is cute.
0: Yes, 100%. Yeah, she's more, yeah... Like they're they're on like the same vibe but like completely different attitudes I Just, uh, guess. Uh, Jennifer
1: Love feel has more of an innocence to her look, like cute and innocent, and like like the horse whisperer, not horse whisperer. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't,
0: you mean the ghost whisperer? <laughs> the ghost whisperer. What the horse f- whisperer. <laughs> oh <my laughs> <laughs> we have to like keep that in there because that's perfect.
1: Is that a show? Is that a movie? No, I'm going to I don't know where it. it
0: came from. It has to be a movie.
1: I don't know where that came from. Anyway, <laughs> one drink in, people. It's Friday night. Um, whatever. Anyway, I love so it. Luke Wilson and Jeremy Sisto Sisto, Sisto, were considered for the role of Adam Carr. And Denise Richards was cast in the film without
0: even auditioning for the show. What a queen. In movie. They were just like, yep. And she's like, I know. I don't even have to audition. I I got this. And she got it. Well,
1: Wild Things, I think, came out right around here. And that was a hot movie for her. It was big. Okay. I know you haven't seen that I have one not either. seen that.
0: We gotta add that to my list of things <laughs> I need to watch. <laughs> she's educating me, you guys. Um, but this was loosely based on the novel, um, the same name, Valentine. By Tom Savage, Uh, the film follows a group of women in San Francisco who are stalked by a killer wearing a Cupid mask. And not a cute Cupid mask, might I add. A very creepy, doll-looking, chubby, cheek, scary (laughs) Cupid mask. Like, one that you don't want to see chasing after you. (laughs) Um, The killer's mask was the result of a process we termed maskivation Uh, Blank's inspiration was a book on famed painter Sandro Botticelli and he asked and B E F X group to design the mask on his cherubs. Um, It has almost like a canvas-like texture which is a bit more visible I guess on the blu-ray if you watch it that way you can kind of see more how it's like a little bit more textured Um, and the script originally called for a Cupid mask. So it's like not, like I said, not like a typical Cupid mask that you would expect.
1: Yeah, this project originally began at a... Artesian? Entertainment with um, producer Dylan Sellers with a different director and cast members. One of them included Tara Reid. Jamie also wanted Rebecca Gayhart to play one of the women, but despite her shared urban legend experience she turned it down because she didn't want to be typecast in horror movies and only be known as you know the scream queen um ironically enough she'd go on to star in santa's sleigh in 2005 oh (laughs) which i don't know that one but i will be looking into it yeah i
0: don't know it either it's kind of funny like the references between this valentine movie and urban legends there's been a few references so far because i think they came out very close together okay and they have like the same vibe to them like very similar um valentine was released theatrically on february 2nd 2001 the film was critically panned with um, critics deeming it too similar to 1980s slasher films the film earned 36.7 million dollars on a 10 million dollar budget many publications incorrectly stated that the film's budget was in the mid 20 million dollar range the film's actual budget was around 10 million dollars which necessitated shooting a majority of the film in canada
1: now around 40 minutes filming in the outdoor scenes um, they were continuously interrupted by a real asshole, <laughs> according to Jamie. Um, this guy kept laying on his horn until they actually had to pay him to stop. Um, this happened in Canada. So blank speculated that it was um, for visiting American tourists. Um, but Blanks remarked that people can just be such jerks. Um, and yeah, they ended up paying them just to stop so they could continue the scene.
0: Dang, real assholes, right? Like, how? That's so rude. They're trying to film a movie, they're like, they're working, and you're just laying on your horn just to be a jerk. Just because, like, you think it's funny or something. Valentine made $20,384,136 in the United States and Canada, and a total gross of. 36684136 um total, allowing the film to surpass its $29 million budget, which, this was confusing because it came from two different sources. The other thing said that it was a $10 million budget, and this says $29 million. So I don't really know. Either way, they for sure made a profit, <laughs> because that's not a small number right there. And no, not for the
1: type of movie it was either. <laughs>
0: right, Exactly. <laughs> Um, the film received a poor rating of 14% from Cream of the Crop and 9% from critics, uh, with the general consensus being that Valentine is basically a formulaic throwback to conventional pre-Scream slasher flicks. Um, critics say it doesn't offer enough suspense or scares to justify its addition to the genre, which I just feel like that's the genre. Like, that's just the slasher movies are just like that you know what i mean i just think they're so stupid that they're good yes yes like i don't think they should be taken like too seriously no but you know critics critics will be critics
1: (laughs) i mean you need to have different kinds when you're watching like texas and jason i want to say jason because jason can be kind of in between yeah. yeah so i guess it just depends like if you're going for like like, the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. So, there those, I think, like, are a little bit your more serious right. thriller, crime, horror, whatever. But when you do, like, the Scream and the Valentine, Urban Legends, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yes. To me, those are all, I consider the slasher, like... Yes. Tween, like, okay, these are gonna, like, the girl's gonna fall, she's gonna trip up the stairs, they're gonna go the opposite way of the door, they're predictable, and they're just fun to watch
0: exactly and like i feel like that's like the charm to them is like they're in their own genre of things like it's not like yeah not to be taken too seriously um the original script had a different tone from the book and was set on a college campus uh the project went into turnaround to warner bros and was rewritten by gretchen j berg and aaron herberts and Wayne Powers stepped down as the director for the studio to find a suitable new director to take the helm for the movie. Um, So it was shot on location in Vancouver, British Columbia, with principal photography commencing July 10th, 2000, and concluded September 8th. um, Boranzan, you know, the name that we could not pronounce, minutes ago he said what up b yeah what (laughs) up b he shot all his scenes in less than two weeks and katherine heigl only had three days to shoot her scenes um as she was already committed to the tv show roswell so i guess her part kind of got like made smaller because of that commitment but um she was not in the movie for very long but she definitely had like a a good uh, appearance in it
1: which is funny enough because Denise Richards and Catherine Heigel have the least screen time out of all five lead women, but they are the first ones credited. That's funny. Uh, yeah, um, tells you what sells his names, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine was she had disowned the film, claiming that she hates it. She didn't read the whole script before accepting the role, and only she only read the scenes containing her character. Now I gotta say. That sounds a little snobbish. Yes. Like, a little, um, pretentious. Pretentious, hmm Like, I mean, I get it, okay, maybe you don't read the whole thing, but if you're just reading only yours, to me, it gives a vibe, like, I don't care what the rest yeah, of the movie is. Yeah, that's just, on her, like... Yeah, I mean, you'd think you'd kind of... Yeah. ...want to see what you're putting your name on, like... Exactly.
0: So. That's very on brand for... Sorry, Ka- not sorry. No, that's, like, very on brand for Katherine Heigl, because... She's like, like um, slashed her a few of her different roles. Like, um, what's that movie with Seth Rogen? Knocked up. She said that she like hates that. She's like done that to a few different movies that she's done, where she's just like kind of acted snobby about it and been like, like basically that was beneath me. I wish I didn't do that. Which she wasn't
1: in the limelight for a while because of, I think she's hard to work with. Mm-hmm. She's had. I hear she has just like a, you know, very like another one of those ego, bad attitude, just kind of, you know, I don't know, which kind of sucks because I do like her movies, um, and uh, she did that new series. Was it Firefly or Fire?
0: Yes, um, it I TV think it's series? Firefly. I think it was Firefly. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Netflix? Yeah, it's a, it was a book series
1: They turned into a TV series. Yes, I
0: didn't watch it, but my sister watched it, and she thought it was pretty good. They did back and forth. It was, like,
1: her and her best friend. They were girls. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was cute, but that was the first thing i seen her back in in quite a while.
0: Yeah, I heard, I remember hearing, like, she was kind and of blacklisted for a while, yeah. And, yeah, it does suck, because she's such a good actress, but, like, i hate when people have like a bad attitude or like aren't aren't humbled or i don't know when they're just like especially when you start off on a big show like grizz anatomy yeah it
1: blew her up Mm -hmm. you know and then i don't know her head just got big real fast yeah
0: i think so um but yeah so kind of getting into the movie like just to go over our thoughts so it kind of starts It starts at this junior high school Valentine's Day dance in 1988, San Francisco. Um, This kid, his name's Jeremy Melton, he's kind of like an outcast student, kind of like the nerd um, that people, you know, doesn't have a ton of friends, people make fun of him. He asks four popular girls to dance. Um, The first three girls, Shelly, Lily, and Paige all reject him Um, and they are like mean about it and kind of rude. And the fourth girl, Kate, um, she kind of politely responds like, oh, maybe later. Uh, which is just sad to watch, you know? Like, I get when you're in middle school, it's, like, a different feeling. But, like, watching it as an adult, it's like, that poor kid, I feel so horrible for him. Yeah. Their rich friend, Dorothy, though, accepts Jeremy's invitation. And they, like, proceed to, like, go behind the bleachers and make out which is very cliche um and the school bully his name's joe tolga and his friends like find them underneath the bleachers and dorothy kind of freaks out she doesn't want to be like i feel like she doesn't want to like be linked to him in that way so she like claims that he that jeremy sexually assaulted her and like she didn't want to make out with him and so joe and his friends just like publicly strip And severely beat Jeremy and like his nose starts to bleed and he's just really stressed out and later it's kind of revealed that Jeremy was expelled and eventually transferred um, to reform school in like juvenile hall because uh, Lily, Paige, Shelly, and Joe all testified against him saying that you know he had like sexual advances towards Dorothy.
1: Which I want to call BS on a little bit, because
0: watching it, they were all kind of, like,
1: secretly watching her for a quick second, and you can totally tell she was into it. Oh, 100%. And then, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, no, no, no. She wasn't sitting there like, get off me, stop, hell!" Like, she was, like, all in, up, in it. She was so into it. Like, and I... then, she's like, oh, wait, no, no. Like,
0: I was like, dude, dude, you could totally tell she was not assaulted. I know, and it was so mean, like, and I wonder if, like, well, I guess not, because her friends didn't even know, like, that she made that up, but you would think they would be able to tell, like... Well, her friends didn't see it. The boys did. Yeah, the boys did. I feel like the boys just wanted a reason to beat this kid up. Probably. And so, that was, like, their excuse. Which is so, I, another reason, I just feel horrible for this Jeremy kid, he probably thinks, like, oh, I got this girl, like, this one girl actually likes me, and then she goes and, like, does him so dirty, and... honestly fucks up his life (laughs) and (laughs) theirs um so yeah then it kind of like fast forwards like 13 years um later in 2001 and this is when we see Catherine heigl who is her name's shelly she's on a valentine's day date and it was bad it like was not good the guy like kept referring to himself in the third person and like he made her pay so like you know, she was not interested, of course. <laughs> um, And Shelly's now a medical student at UCLA. Um, After the date, she's at the morgue one evening studying for her medical exam. And, which is so creepy, by the way. Like, she's just, like, in this basement with all these dead bodies. She kind of goes to her locker and she opens it and she takes out this, like, vulgar Valentine's Day card that she gets. And she is like walking around she's kind of creeped out she runs into this one guy but he's like he's like do you want me to stay with you here another student and she's like no that's okay you can leave and she's like with the dead bodies and she discovers that someone has like taken the place of the cadaver that they have been dissecting and it's the freaking cupid mask guy and he just pops up oh and he looks so creepy and yeah he starts going after her (laughs)
1: So funny, the opening cadaver that is being dissected by Catherine Heigl um, is actually the producer's assistant, Chad.
0: Just laying there dead, acting dead. Well, I'm glad it wasn't actually a real dead body. That could have been some of his best work. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly. I want to play like a dead body on the show. No lines, it's an easy part. Oh my god, I'd probably start laughing. (laughs) Just knowing me laying there. Oh god. No I
1: meant like if it was me to play a dead body I'd probably suck at it because I'd probably start you just see down. like
0: your chest moving up and down from laughing. <laughs> yeah so she gets attacked by the Cupid mask guy in the trench coat and Shelly's kind of like cornered in a cooler where she like attempts to hide in a body bag which that would freak me out by the way like knowing dead bodies are like all around and like laying near me. I, I mean I guess I could do it if someone was trying to murder me but like thinking about how freaky that would be don't love that. Uh, but, of course, the killer finds her, and he ends up slitting her throat. He's kind of, like, stabbing the bags, like, trying to, like, find her. Like, he's stabbing all the body he's bags. He's very aggressive about it. Yeah, like, angry. Like, <laughs> so angry about it. She was probably, like, having a panic attack laying in that bag. And kind of a weird note, like, when the killer slits her throat and kills her, his nose starts to bleed. And that's kind of, like, a trend that we see happening throughout the movie. man right (laughs) i guess so so at shelly's funeral kate lily Paige, and dorothy um they're all there in attendance um and they're questioned by the sheriff or the cop that like goes there who's kind of like figuring out who murdered shelly um and you know they tell them they haven't really seen her in some time after she moved from san francisco to los angeles so they're not really sure you know, too many details of what's been going on in her life or who could have murdered her or had the motive to murder her. And I love how the cops
1: like what are we gonna do about this? Like this 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 passion that we have going between. Like when he's talking to oh, the Oh, when they're in the office Like yeah. he would even stand a Oh my god. Like right now like he
0: thought she was sending him signals or something. What a
1: weirdo. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh my God, this is getting awkward for me watching because this, like, 50-year-old balding man is going after this 21-year-old. Yeah,
0: and she's clearly not interested at all. Yeah, she's like, what are you talking about? Like, she's like, get away from me. That's disgusting. Get your hand off my thigh. Yeah. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder if in his mind he was, like, playing out this whole thing that was happening between them that actually wasn't happening. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um... So, yeah, we kind of see Paige, Lily, and Dorothy all get these weird cards, each signed JM. They're just, like, the card that, the Valentine's card that um, Shelly got in her locker. And, like, Lily's card comes with a box of chocolates, which she goes to, like, take a bite of one. Oh, this part's so gross, and it's filled, it's just filled with maggots, like, all inside of it, and they're just, like, crawling all over the chocolate. It's... And this isn't going to make you feel... It didn't make me feel better,
1: but the maggot scene. So the maggots and the candy, um, it was inspired by a childhood incident that um, was involving Don Casale, which he is another actor, or I'm sorry, producer. I think he did the Phantasm movies that I read. Um, But when he saw his father eating in the candy bar in the dark, and all of a sudden, he started spitting it out, um, but it was loaded with ants. Oh, so it doesn't make you feel any better. No, where the inspiration came from,
0: but that is so. I can't even imagine that happening. I I feel like I would prefer the ants over the maggots. Oh, 100%. because like maggots are dirty, dirty, and they're like worms. I don't. They're like kind of like worms. I know they're not, but like, oh. I would prefer the ants. I don't really want either. Like, I'm gonna knock on my wood right now because I don't want any of that to happen. Yeah, but... wood right now. Shut up. The wood on my desk. You foul, foul woman. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the bugs on the candy really gets me going. Anyways, <laughs> moving along. And then we see dorothy's boyfriend he's like kind of a new boyfriend his name is campbell he i guess ends up losing his apartment somehow and he asked to like temporarily move in with dorothy at her father's house which is like this large mansion like he <laughs> he's rich because it's a big ass house um and she's like excited about it she's like happy for him to be moving in there Um, But her stepmom kind of comes down. This is, like, the only time I think we see her in the movie, but she comes down and is kind of, like, I don't know, she's, like, sassy with her about it, and she's kind of a bitch, and you can tell she's, like, a young, a young new wife for her dad, I guess. like, like, 30 years younger than him. Yeah, like, they're very close in age, like, her and her stepmom, like, and they have uh, bad blood going on. It's very evident. (laughs) She calls her a mail-order bride. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so she, she hasn't, like, known him too long, and she doesn't know him too well. They haven't dated that long, but he is moving in, and I don't know, she seems to be kind of excited about it, even though I feel like the people around her are kind of, like, iffy and, like, um, I don't know, are you sure about him? And she gets, like, very defensive about that, like, throughout the movie. So the girls all attend uh, Lily's boyfriend Max art exhibit. Um, he's, like, an artist, and they meet Campbell's bitter ex-girlfriend there. Her name's Ruthie, and she kind of, like, comes up. She com- She comes in hot, and she's accusing him of being a con artist and, like, all these things. And, you know, they brush it off. They're like, oh, my God, she's crazy. Like, get this girl out of here. Kick her out. Which I feel like if that was me... And I just started dating a guy, and his ex-girlfriend came in and was, like, warning me that he was a con artist. I wouldn't really brush it off. I would I would definitely investigate and look further into her claims because...
1: You're definitely a highbrow raise. I mean, I might, like, blow it off for the night. Right,
0: right, yeah. But, yeah,
1: I would definitely... Yeah, checking some
0: stuff out. <laughs> yeah, like not brush it off like nothing happened. I think Dorothy just seems to be very forgiving of everything that he does, and she's just very defensive of him and like protective of him. And I don't know, I don't know why she's like so protective. I think it's because in the movie she's playing like big girl
1: syndrome. Okay. Yeah. Like, and by that I mean that probably doesn't come out right in the movie. They're portraying that. She was heavy set in high school, right? And she lost all the weight. And her three best friends were always skinny, beautiful, popular. Mm -hmm. So she always felt like she didn't a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like she didn't feel like she was on their level. Like yeah, even though they
1: loved her as her best friend. Yeah. So I feel like now that she's grown up and she's successful and pretty, and she still has a little bit of that self-consciousness in her Mm -hmm. and her friends are still prettier than her so i feel like she's like oh i got the hot guy like yeah so she like clings
0: on to the like the idea of that yeah that totally makes sense um so yeah they're still at this art exhibit which is super like weird by the way it's like videos and pictures of people like making out and like different body parts and there's like moaning going on i don't know i don't really know like the central theme of the art exhibit but that was kind of what was happening the guy was weird anyway too yeah he was super weird lily's like at the exhibit she's making out with her boyfriend who's the artist um just like in one of like the corners and some girl that like works for him she's like weirdly watching them like while they're making out and like she starts to like unbutton her shirt and it turns out that Lily's boyfriend, like, invited her to, like, join in with them, and so Lily's like, ew, F you, what the hell, I'm out of here, <laughs> because, you know, maybe give a girl a heads up. And she says she's leaving forever, she was leaving forever. <laughs> <laughs> she was not kidding. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to leave out of there quickly, and she gets lost, like, throughout this exhibit, like, it's a maze. Which, it it kind of looks like a maze. There's so many different, like, pictures hanging everywhere. And you're trying to just, like, find your way out. And good old uh, Cupid face pops up and starts approaching her and, like, chasing after her. Um, He proceeds to shoot her repeatedly, like, with arrows. Which is just kind of funny because it's Valentine's and he's, like, the Cupid with the arrows. Uh, But these are real arrows, not love arrows. (laughs) Um, So...
1: (laughs) thank you for clarifying just to clarify
0: um and he i mean he was aiming good i guess because she literally got hit and fell down like a flight of stairs right directly into a dumpster and then the dumpster lid just closes on her and again another perfectly laid out scene right i'm like oh my gosh is this is this realistic because i
1: feel like it's not you know, like Bateman with the chainsaw, just perfectly cut her in half down three
0: stairs. I feel you like, know. yeah, realistically, I feel like that <laughs> just can't happen. <laughs> in my mind, that doesn't it doesn't work like that. Um, yeah. So nobody really raises an eyebrow with Lily being gone because they just kind of all assume that she's in Los Angeles on a work trip that she's been planning on going on. So they just kind of think that she left to go on the work trip, and they're not thinking too much of it. Um. And after they've all gotten, like, these disturbing Valentine's Day cards from JM, they meet up again to talk with the sheriff um, because they kind of come up with the theory that it could be Jeremy Melton, who is the bully kid who was at their dance, you know, the one that Dorothy said sexually assaulted her and all that. Um, and the cop says he'll look into it. And yeah, this is like when he's creepily, like, <laughs> touches Paige in such a weird way. Um, and Dorothy, like, later admits to Kate and Paige that she lied to avoid being humiliated, and that Jeremy obviously never attacked her, and, like, it ruined his life by causing him to be beaten and, like, sent to reform school, so there's a clear motive now with Jeremy Melton, so they're like, okay, it's gotta be this guy, you know, like, we all, like, sat on the trial and, like, sent him away, so, like, this has gotta be, like, his revenge.
1: Which I'd be like, um, you caused all this, you need to stay away from me for like a month.
0: Yeah, seriously. I'd you're be about like, to give me a kill. I'd be like, um, you're the reason this is happening, because I feel like he should just be going after you. <laughs> so go freaking fix it, make out with the I dude. I know. Tell him you love him, go find him, and say that it was a mistake. <laughs> you need to marry this man. Yeah. And make it right. That'll be the only way that it'll be solved, okay? <laughs> and like, meanwhile, Kate's neighbor his name is gary he's super creepy and she's creeped out by him like throughout the whole movie he breaks into her apartment to steal her underwear um and funny enough the cupid killer like catches gary in the act and he hits him with like a hot iron and like just proceeds to like brutally beat him to death with it and i just can't imagine how painful that would
1: be i don't know kate do you want to go on a (laughs) date It'll be great.
0: He was, like, he was a master at rhyming. I'll give him that. He was great at that. But he was creepy. I'm like, you know, dude, if you didn't break into her apartment and stealing her underwear, you wouldn't be murdered right now, you know? So, got to think uh, kind of on you. <laughs> now, Marley Shelton, um,
1: she actually took inspiration from Mia Farrow on her films, um, especially Rosemary's Baby from 1968 to prepare for her role oh interesting little fun fact yeah um also right around the scene i just want to um maybe take a second and talk about the toilet scene because i could totally see some shitty luck of happening (laughs) to me she shampoos her hair and all of a sudden like the water turns off and she can't and the only thing she can do is dip her head in the toilet to rinse it off And I just want to say, because my luck, there's been plenty of times where I'll go to the bathroom, and then I'll take a shower, and I'll close the lid, I'm like, because I don't want to flush, because of the water will change, yeah. and I'm like, I'll just flush when I get out, like, so oh my it God. would not work for me. <gasps> I didn't even like, think about that. I mean, maybe that's a little too much TMI for our fans. <laughs> no, seriously. But, you know, sometimes you tinkle right before you get in the shower, yeah. and then you're like, okay, I'll just flush it when i get out
0: dang that would suck like it sucks enough having to stick your head in the toilet but like oh my god i can't even imagine or the classic i don't know
1: about for any of you out there but i'm a mom and a wife i cannot tell you how many times i get in the hot bath and all of a sudden i hear what hey babe i'm gonna go bathroom real quick i'm like seriously (laughs) Like, this is Whatever. my time to relax. You know, and then he'll leave, and then a few minutes later, um, yes, I just got to pee real quick. I'm like, dude, I announce it after dinner. I am going to take a bath in a shower. Does anybody need anything? Nope, we're good, we're good. As soon as the water turns off and I'm soaking and in getting into my book, all of a sudden, everybody has to pee. I'm like, oh, my God seriously
0: you guys gotta put like an outhouse in the back of your house so then when it's bath time or shower time you put a sign and say use the outhouse oh no we're trying to move here and i've already
1: said to my realtor master a bathroom deal breaker if not yeah like yeah. Mm-hmm. i am having my own bathroom yeah there will be multiple in this house the next house we get right i'm done sharing one bathroom for this many people in this house right and it's not that y. And it's still too many people for one bathroom,
0: especially when you're trying to relax and take a bath. You know, it's not the time. It's you not know? the time to knock on the door. And
1: again, you flush it changes the water. So if I'm showering, they come in yeah. and
0: peed. they're like, "I'm just gonna leave it, and you can flush when you get out." Oh my gosh, you're like, thanks guys, thank you, I'll take care of that. Yep, I'm just trying to relax in here, but that's fine. So the
1: girl's lucky she had fresh, clean toilet. Yeah, oh my
0: gosh, I didn't even think about that when watching it, if it would have, like, had pee or anything else in it. But she dipped it once and her hair
1: came out perfectly rinsed in one little dip.
0: I know, I'm like, I feel like that's unrealistic also, (laughs) like, I feel like it would have had to take a few few dips in the toilet. You can try when you're done. Um, you know, I will take a rain check, okay. but maybe one day if I'm feeling crazy. Open our policy for you if you want. Thank you, thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> um, as Valentine's Day approaches, Dorothy is like planning a party at her big family's, you know, mansion, and on the morning of the party, she's kind of like talking with her boyfriend Campbell. Um, and this is when we kind of see his, like, true colors come out for the first time. Um, now, they try to have sex and, like, it doesn't work out. And, you know, that could be, like, whatever, that's not, you know, saying he's a bad person. But then, he is, like, she's in the shower and he tells her, oh, I'm gonna go take a business call. He lies about that. He, like, goes by the pool, and he's, like, not even taking a business call. I don't think this guy does business, actually. Like, I don't (laughs) think he even, like, works. And then he, like, is talking shit about Dorothy under his breath because she, like, buzzes him because their house has, like, a, um, what is that called? Intercom. Yes, intercom. Um, I'm too poor to, you know, (laughs) know what that is. Um, (laughs) but, like, she has intercom to go into the pool house, and she's like, oh, hey, could you go downstairs and um relight the water heater because i guess it went out when she was in the shower and he's like he's like stupid bitch like i don't want to go do this whatever like he's talking shit about her under his breath um he goes down there anyways and he's like super pissed and the killer is in the basement with campbell and kind of just goes at him with an axe and uh yeah, that's when Campbell dies. But again, nobody knows that Campbell has died. I feel like this killer is good at like doing discreet murders where like nobody knows that they happen. So the party starts, and um, you know the other girls kind of just assume that he like left Dorothy, and it kind of pisses her off again. To which you know she just thinks that they're jealous, and like Lo said that like. They still kind of look at her like the fat girl of the group in her mind. Which I'm sure to them, they do not look at her like that. But like, like Lo said, she probably still has that same mindset, like, um, left over from her younger her younger years. After coming to the party to confront Dorothy with the truth about Campbell, uh, Ruthie, who, again, is Campbell's ex, she's, like, telling her again. She's like, I want all my stuff. He's a con artist. He stole stuff he stole some of my things, he's a liar, you know, all this. And Dorothy's like, get out of my house, I still don't believe you, like, get out. Uh, but then we kind of see Ruthie, like, in one of the rooms, stealing some of Campbell's stuff. Now, I don't know if it was her stuff, or it was his, and she's just stealing it, I feel like that's not clarified. I but. think
1: she was trying to, like, he owes me type deal, so she took that Rolex, because okay. that was a gift.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah. So, I think she was just
1: trying to... Even the amount of what it was owed. Right. Which, honestly,
0: no shade to her because <laughs> even the playing field, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so, she, like, takes some stuff. Then she goes down to, like, this, um, I don't even know. It's, like, a billiards room. It has, like, a pool table and stuff. This house is freaking huge. I don't know. But she sees, like, a dead maid. It's a maid, right? That's, like, dead on the ground. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then the this killer- is white. In the conservatory with a candlestick. <laughs> the,
0: made the... We're talking about Clue and Valentine together. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, I made that part. Later. No. I, oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's funny. I got you. I was on the page. I was on the page with you. Page after, ding, ding, ding. Ding, yep. <laughs> yeah, so the killer comes out after she sees uh Mrs. White on the ground. <laughs> And he starts going after Ruthie, (laughs) and Ruthie's probably like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? Because she has no idea about the killings. And she's, like, being chased by him. She hides in this, like, sauna steam room type thing, and she's just looking through these small little panels, which I can't even imagine, like, how horrifying that would be. But I just have to say, she did not wait very long. Like, he looked in the sauna, and then he stepped away. And she just, like, immediately, like, got up to leave. I would have been in that sauna for, like, I mean, at least an hour. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, for sure. I I was like, girl, this was, like, a moment in, like, a slasher movie where you're screaming at the screen. You're like, just stay there at least ten minutes longer. Like, why are you getting up immediately? They always leave way too early. Like, seriously? I'd stay there till the sun come up. Save, save. (laughs) It's so dumb. I... I would stay there, like... I wouldn't move. I feel like my body wouldn't even let me move. My body would be frozen. But, uh, yes, yeah, she made the... sauna wouldn't. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Man, you're on fire tonight. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, so, she does not make the wise decision, like, Lo and I would have made. Uh, she decides to get out right away. And the killer, you know, he knew. And he... Threw her through, like, a shower window and then, like, impaled her neck, like, through the glass. It was kind of a gross scene to watch. Like, her neck got stabbed in this, like, really sharp piece of the shower glass. And that was the end of Ruthie. (laughs) So, at the party, Paige meets up with a guy that she met at speed dating um, earlier in the movie. Which I feel like she kind of stole from Kate. Because like I felt like Kate was kind of like into him when he moved seats, and then Paige was kind of like, "Oh, move over, hi, what's your name?" Hi, I'm Paige. Adam says hi. <laughs> Adam likes what he sees. <laughs> Adam wants you to call him. Nobody wants to call Adam. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to a man who refers to himself in the third person.
1: Uh, especially after he made Jelly. Uh, Shelly was it? No, was that the same guy? No, that wasn't the same guy.
0: No, that was that was different. That was the first date yeah, that Shelly was I mean, on. Yeah, see, I made all those
1: jokes, and then it makes sense.
0: Yeah, but they we already talked about, so they know. They know. Adam's the guy who was referring to himself in the third, third person. person, and then he they like, went Dutch on the bill. He's like, so yeah. you had." <laughs> He's like, "You can pay this," she, and he she had was the like,
1: "Salad and you had that." And she's
0: just like, she's oh, like "It's know. fine. I got it. I'm gonna go." And he was like, "He like act surprised, like." Like, why would, uh, why would she not be into me? Because, Adam, nobody likes somebody like you, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Paige meets up with this guy from Speed Dating, and she goes into this bedroom with him, and she kind of gets mad at him because he wants to hook up, and she's, like, not about doing that, and she kind of tricks him. I love that she does this. She, like, ties him up and, like, puts, like, a blindfold on him and pours candle wax, uh, on his ding-dong. Ding-dong. Because
1: of he did say,
0: so what are you waiting for? Wax it. Yep. And she did. She sure did. She did, uh, she did exactly what he wanted, so I don't know why he would have been mad. <laughs> yeah, she's lucky that's all you got. <laughs> I know. I was thinking he was going to get killed, but he didn't end up. So I always, I was wondering, like, at the end of the movie, was he just still laying there, like, naked, tied up in this bed? <laughs> they never showed him. Huh. Yeah, I guess eventually, (laughs) eventually, uh, FBI found him. How embarrassing. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad for his sake, I guess he didn't get murdered, but, um, but yeah, he just was left there. So, Paige kind of is, like, irritated, and she goes to the hot tub to relax, like, after this. Because she's just kind of done with everyone, she just wants to get away. Um, and she's sitting in the hot tub, and drinking her glass of wine and this is when she gets attacked and trapped in the hot tub by the killer he like plops the uh the top over her which i can't imagine that like feeling of panic that i would have like being trapped in a hot tub like with limited amount of space for air oh like just stresses me out even thinking about it um and then he like starts taking this electric drill and like punch puncturing holes in it like to go after her like through the top of the um hot tub and he gets her shoulder and then he like takes the um hot tub top off and ends up throwing the um drill into the water and it just electrocutes her and kills her and i'm like wow that was kind of intense that was kind of one of the most intense killing scenes i think in the movie for me at least and for the stunt double honestly she uh the stunt
1: double for denise richards she received multiple cuts during the scene where she was thrown into the hot tub because of the jet nozzles dang those damn jet nozzles they get you every time you gotta
0: watch out for them you know (laughs) i'm gonna keep that in mind next time i'm locked in a hot tub you know (laughs) uh so the party kind of dies down because the power gets cut out obviously by the killer he kind of cuts the power i think he wants everyone to dwindle out so that he can make his big kills um and dorothy and kate are arguing over who they think the killer is kate thinks that campbell could be a suspect because they don't know anything about him or like you know they don't know where he is and this killer's on the loose and dorothy counters by accusing adam who's kate's recovering alcoholic on and off boyfriend who's like now a journalist um after being told by lily's boyfriend that she didn't arrive in la as planned kate realizes that she's also probably dead and she immediately calls detective vaughn uh, the guy who was assigned to the case to be like okay um this is getting way more serious you need to get here asap after dialing the number, uh, she follows the sound of a ringtone outside the house. And she's like, is he here? Like, is he in the backyard right now? And she, he was, but he was not alive. Uh, his head was severed in the pond. And Kate obviously freaks out. And she then is, like, convinced that Adam is actually Jeremy, um, disguised by, like, reconstructive surgery And she goes into the house, and lo and behold, Adam is standing there waiting for her. He, like, asks her to dance, and Kate gets, like, freaked out. Um, She kind of goes along with it a little bit, I think because, you know, she doesn't want to, like, be too suspicious. Um, But then she, like, knees him in the groin and runs away. Uh, She runs through the house, discovering Dorothy's room trashed, and as she's, like, running away from The killer adam whoever you know it is uh she ends up finding Paige and ruth's body uh dead bodies throughout the house um so she's like way more freaked out at this point she gets a gun um but the cupid masked killer like jumps out from like a dark room and they both end up tumbling down the staircase and the killer like gets up um but is shot to death by Adam who runs afterwards down the stairs like after them um so kate's like what the hell she's like what the hell just happened she apologizes profusely to adam because she was like accusing him of being the killer and adam pulls off the killer's mask to reveal dorothy um so obviously, Kate's like, "Oh my God, Dorothy's been the killer this entire time." Like, what the hell? She killed all my friends, and I'm so sorry, Adam. I thought it was you. Um, Adam forgives her. He's like, "It's okay." He's like, he's like trying to explain. He's like, "Oh, you know, childhood trauma can lead to a lifelong anger, and some people are eventually forced to act on that anger," kind of like referring to Dorothy. And nosebleed and scene. <laughs> yeah. You put the pieces together.
1: (laughs) Um, So, in one scene, Kate tells Dorothy that her boyfriend, Adam Carr, um, David B. (laughs) David B., uh, our boy. (laughs) She actually uses the quote, you know, he's no angel. Ding, ding, ding. This is, of course, referring to his role in the hit TV series, Angel
0: oh wow clever love that that. good writing good writing (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so as kate and adam wait for the police to arrive they're like hugging and adam says that he's always loved her and moments later when kate closes her eyes um adam's nose begins to bleed And that just kind of gives it away that, like, he's the killer. He's probably Jeremy Melton, who, like, set everything up to ruin Dorothy's reputation and, like, get revenge. Which is kind of genius. Love that.
1: Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie.
0: Yeah, we kind of just went through the entire movie. Crystal just spilled
1: it for you, so...
0: (laughs) Well, that's on you guys if you listen to a podcast about the movie before you watch the movie.
1: (laughs) Um, But now we're going to play a little game called Seven Ways to Kevin Bacon Minus Kevin. Oh, love it. (laughs) Kevin Bacon's connected to everyone. So, Marley Shelton, who plays Kate Davis, um, she was in Sugar and Spice, and she was in Scream 4 and 5, but oh my god, when I was researching, did not put this together Mind blown. Wow, she was windy peppercorn in Sandlot.
0: Oh, that's funny. Did I, you not see Sandlot? I've seen Sandlot, but it's okay. been years. And I was a child
1: when so I saw So she it. was like the lifeguard that the girl everybody thought was oh, the okay. lifeguard that he oh, faked that's her faked yes. to get to
0: CPR. Yes. And, like
1: every time she walked by, the guys were just kind of. Like, that's
0: funny. Oh my yes. gosh. So was, I was that one of her like first roles? Probably. That's hilarious. And I was like,
1: oh my god. I was like, it's Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So obviously I guess I was a little bit more excited about it, but I'm going to um, have to rewatch that one. It's been a while, but I do remember the lifeguard scene. So David B and Jessica Capshaw would collaborate again when they played a pair of exes who are raising their son in the TV show Bones. Uh Bones,
0: I used to watch that. So then you
1: know who David B. is yes. who came from
0: Angel. Whoa! I didn't even realize that was him when we were watching this. That's okay. weird. <laughs> I didn't watch
1: Bones. I've seen it like an episode or two, but but I hear it's a really good show.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, David
1: and Marley, um, they shared the same aging at the time, so they became close friends on the set of the film, and they are still in contact to this day. Aww. Uh Jessica Cuffel, is that how you say it? Sure. Um, was, she was cast in the film after her work in Urban Legends Final Cut. Um, Jamie Blanks had previously directed the first film Urban Legends in 1998. Oh, see everybody's connected. They're somehow. all connected. Katherine Heigl and Jessica Capshaw both starred on ABC's Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, Heigl's character was Izzy, shared by no screen time with Capshaw, but um, her character Arizona. Robbins, um, also Heigl's character was a med student, as was Izzy Stevens on Grey's Anatomy. So, also new actresses shared the screen time in this movie either. Oh, okay. So hmm. Both came from. Yeah.
0: Same things, no screen time shared. Yeah, that's kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Um, Marley was in Scream Four in two thousand eleven, alongside with Nev Campbell, who worked alongside with Denise Richards in Wild Things. It's a chain, people. It's a chain. Uh, Jamie Blanks cast Jessica Capshaw, um, which is Steven Spielberg's stepdaughter. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, no pressure there. Yeah, honestly. Um, and then Katherine Heigl and Adam J. Harrington, um, who played the romantic interest, they were in a movie and shared a scene in the romantic comedy The Ugly Truth. Love that 2009. movie. Iconic movie. And then years after the film was released, Katherine Heigel and Denise Richards are seen together again in Knocked Up in 2007, when Heigel's character helps Seth Rogan's character in finding the time of Denise Richards um, with her nude scene in Wild Things in 1998. Oh, my God, I forgot that that was a thing in that movie. That's hilarious. So that was just a little fun fact of everybody's connected but They are. Somehow.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. oh my god I'm still just laughing about the uh the knocked up scene I forgot that was a thing (laughs) it's a thing it is it is they had a whole website dedicated to it
1: (laughs) but again thank you so much for listening to our show before we cut you loose um if you are like creative you like making um your own invitations or cards um I want you to check out a friend of mine and um She runs a YouTube channel, Dawn Griffiths. Um, It's called Dawn Stamping Thoughts. And um, it's through a company that she uses of Stampin' Up. And it is such a cute little YouTube show. I watched a few of them myself. I do know her personally. Um, But check out her blog on YouTube if you are creative and you like creating your homemade invitations or just
0: little knickknacks she like had a few different things like cans where she put stamps on like i feel like even if you're not creative she can like help bring that creativeness ideas to you like to come up with something cool so like
1: little posters and stamps and invitations or postcards Um, a lot of cute ideas and she walks you through it step by step so it's www.dawnstampingthoughts.net um, you can email her, if you want, at dawn at dot com, And um, she is so sweet. She will help you be creative. But check out her blog on YouTube, dawnstampingthoughts.net.
0: Yes, super cute. Thank you, guys, for sticking around and listening to our Valentine movie review, chit-chat, whatever you want to call it. Yes, absolutely. And I hope you had a great Valentine's Day or are going to have a great Valentine's Day, whatever time of the day you're listening to this. Yes, and spend
1: the rest of your day with your loved one, best friend, pup, husband, boyfriend, side bitch, whatever it is. <laughs> just Whatever
0: works. <laughs> Even yourself. Give yourself some self-love. Whatever. Yes, yes. <laughs> Give yourself a hug. You deserve it. Yes. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week with, uh, with another episode for you.
1: Rate, review, comment, whatever it is. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Just tell us. Yes. Horror1crime at gmail.com. Hit us up. <laughs> All right. We got to go. Stay creepy. Bye. Bye. Bye.